What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of In Conversation With. Thank you so much for having me. That's awesome. A lot of these artists need the money that comes from touring. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of In Conversation With. I'm your host, Andre Williamson. And today we are joined by one of my good friends, super director, photographer, uh, yogi, uh, or yogi. Um, <laughs> sailboat instructor. Uh, maybe we'll get into all of that today, but uh, one of my good friends, Matt Manhire. How's it going today, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to sit down and chat with you for a bit. Yes. Thank you for your time. Um, you know, a lot of us have some free time now and I'm trying to spend mine talking to some of my friends who have a lot of things to say and are uh, well-versed in the areas of creativity and economics and entrepreneurship and, and mental health. So hopefully I can get into some of that stuff with you today. Cool. Those are all my favorite things. That's great. Awesome. Um, first, um, how are you doing? You know, we, we met on set, we did a commercial together. So you're, you're a director, not a lot of space for you to be doing those things right now. I, I can imagine, but but how, how are you holding up? Um, I'm actually doing fantastic, all things considered. Um, you know, I recognize that, uh, you know, that sounds privileged and there is a privilege that exists. And I just have to acknowledge that before going forward that, um, you know, I, I'm in a position where this is okay. I have my, I have a health privilege. I have um, a bit of a financial privilege. Um, and uh, that's definitely contributing to uh, how kind of gently this has affected my life so far. Um, you know, there's, you know, some negativity. I've, I've known some people that have gotten pretty sick and had a, a really hard time with it. Um, but for me personally, I, I'm feeling really good and positive um, and, and making the best of the situation for sure. Of the people that I know you are, probably one of the most, if not the most balanced or mentally balanced people that I know. Uh, funny thing you don't know is that when I'm encountering a, a triggering situation, something that's getting me upset, I try to think of um, how people I think are pretty low key and how they would manage things. And I think about what would Matt do in this scenario? <laughs> probably, you'd probably find a way to even everything out. He'd be like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like I, like when I fell in the water, you were pretty calm that time, but um, mental health wise, how are you holding up with everything? That's super um, complimentary that you said that. That feels really nice. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I think with a good example is that time we went out paddle boarding. Um, and I think within like two or three minutes, you fell in the water. And uh, I, I guess it's one of those situations where I knew that you were going to be uncomfortable, but you weren't going to die. Like, okay, now he's wet and maybe he's going to be a little bit chilly until we warm up, but he's not going to die. Um, and I could see like the look in your face, you're like, Oh, what's going on? <laughs> but and then you quickly realize that, Oh, right. I'm just wet. I'm not going to die. Um, and I think that, um, you know, with the great deal of, of base level, again, I have to say the base level of privilege is that, you know, in a situation right now that I can rely on the fact that um, I do have the tools to get through this and um, rely on um, 
you know, a level of observation that has uh, emotions removed from it um, and to look at everything with equanimity. So there is no good or bad. It, it just is the truth of existence. And um, those philosophies that I've had the opportunity to kind of hone and sharpen over the years through meditation and, uh, you know, doing Vipassana retreats and, uh, you know, doing psychedelic journeys, um, you know, of all kind of create, they're kind of all coming into practice through this. This is, I've come to realize this is kind of like a bit of a, I don't want to call it the final test, but like a midterm examination on, um, you know, the mental health practices uh, that I've been, been working towards for the last few years. That's awesome. That's awesome that you have that clarity and you have that mindset to think about things that way. Um, one of the things that I've discovered or I guess rediscovered is meditation and yoga nice. and journaling. And one thing that I, I'm revealing to friends now is that I, I, I'm starting to see a therapist just to have somebody to kind of talk to that's completely unbiased. Like one of the things is you can talk to your friends all, all day long. You can talk to your parents or your family all day long, but they care so much that sometimes their responses might be too emotional. It's good to speak to somebody who isn't related to you, who just is going to listen to you and is just going to listen objectively to what you have to say. And those things are what I've come out of this with. So it's good that you have sort of, you already have that kind of training involved, um, but I'm establishing that now. And that's one thing at least I can say I've, I can come out of this with is that sort of that being centered and, understanding myself a little bit better and understanding my triggers and the things that cause me to react. I can actually look into myself a little bit more now because of this time. Oh man, that's juicy. And congratulations. That's, I mean, it sounds like you're a lot further along than just the beginning of your journey. And, um, and you're right. I, you know, it's great to have friends and family that you can lean into um, when you're feeling sad and lonely or, you know, when feelings that we deem as negative come up. Um, but no matter what, I think a lot of people could relate to, you know, when you go to ask for advice, it's a very dangerous thing because most of the time, I know we've talked about this, this was one of probably our first conversations, most of the time, um, if not 99.9999% of the time, people more or less project or impose their opinion onto the advice. So if I were to go to somebody like my mom and be like, I want to be a director and a photographer. And uh, this is the career, you know, throw that C word in their career that I'm choose. Like I can very well expect I'm not going to get the advice that I need to get where I'm going. Um, and that's no fault of anybody's, but of course she's going to impose her conditioning of growing up in a different generation, her economic concerns of, being a full-time uh, worker um, and of course any personality traumas or, or triggers that she has in herself just as a human being you know being my mom aside so you know it's um, I think going to a therapist is uh, to me as powerful as making that choice to like get a personal trainer or get a nutritionist it's assembling this team around you that yes, you pay money to them and they are not your friend. And that's so powerful. You're hiring somebody to uh, outsource your mental health um, and consult with you um, in a way that is all about you. 
because it, the end result is you're trying to build yourself up and be something bigger than you are in that moment. And the only way to do that is with the help of other people. And um, more importantly, if, if you really want to break through, then hiring professionals. Absolutely. And there's a, there's a strength in that. There's a vulnerability in that. And not everybody is there yet. Like five years ago, I, I could never have this conversation. Two years ago, I couldn't have this conversation, right? And being able to speak to somebody else about it. And that was one of the things my therapist said. I, I thanked her. I said, I, I want to thank you for your time and, and all these things. And she was like, I want to thank you for having the bravery and having the courage to even to have this conversation. So I want you to talk on two things for me as a director, as a creative, what do you think this pandemic is going to do to creativity and uh, what difficulties or what new tools do you need to learn as a creative in order to, to continue to be creative during this time? For me, the whole purpose and the whole um, reward and challenge of creativity and being a creative person <clears throat> is the highs and lows that it comes with as a, as a human. Uh, uh, if you are seeking a creative and adventurous lifestyle or uh, and adventurous can mean many things, by the way. But if you're seeking a creative lifestyle, chances are you are the type of person that experiences high highs and low lows because you are um, absorbing everything. And this pandemic is, uh, you know, an ingredient in that. And, uh, you know, certain presidents being uh, voted in are ingredients into that. And we, the, I mean, the creativity that spawned from that alone is is incredible. Um, so I, I don't think that this will affect creativity, but I think it will affect the distribution of that creativity. You know, right now, I think that any given time you go on Instagram, how many times does that little notification pop up about somebody on your list going live? So creativity is happening. You know, whether they're doing, hey, follow along from my yoga video to, um, you know, a good friend of ours uh, that you know as well, Warren, doing the Good Fun Club and having art nights over Zoom with 30 to 40 people all just doing watercolors. Like that's amazing. Creativity is, is, has even blipped. Because creativity is so emotionally based, well, creativity as a whole, not the business of creativity, but creativity uh, is just goes with it. It's so adaptive. The conversations I'm having with people though, all seem to be very objectively in unison with that there's going to be a, a, a big wave after this and i think for canadian-based uh, artists and creatives more so because a lot of our creativity this goes back to the distribution is um is outsourced to the states so let's say a toronto commercial they'll bring in a american director because there's a certain amount of prestige that comes with that uh, when we really we have an excellent source a talent pool here in in canada but with the border restrictions and um, you know quarantine measures that have to be in place when you travel over the border, I, I think that agencies and, and and hiring power will look will be forced to look at more at the local talent pool uh, to collaborate with and ultimately see that uh, we have a lot to offer. I think I've put more uh, mental effort into relaxing and really like I, I went into this thing thinking that I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to finally wrap up all these loose ends and start checking boxes on this, this long overdue to-do list. But the fact of the matter is um, my makeup is that I only do what I ultimately want to do for better or worse. <laughs> so, uh, you know, pretty much 0% of that to-do list from 
what, eight weeks ago has been checked off. Um, and I was having a great chat with a, with a friend of mine and he brought, he kind of articulated something that I was thinking, which was, you know, man, I think I'm just going to lay around and be lazy until I feel compelled to do something. I'm really interested to see what that is. I'm interested to see what's kind of at the bottom when it's like, okay, I got to do something. I got to do something. And I, you know, what, it, where did, what's that, that seed of motivation and what, what does that, you know, when you pile some curiosity on top of that and then, you know, a little more motivation, what erupts um, for me, that just happened like, fuck, maybe this morning, maybe like three days ago, I was gifted a super eight camera. And then this morning I bought four rolls of super eight film from Kodak and they'll be here tomorrow. So, you know, here we are, what, eight weeks into quarantine or something like that. Um, and it took that long to probably ignite like actual making things creativity. Um, don't get me wrong. I've done a shit ton of backend work as far as like advocating for myself uh, in this industry and um, making moves career wise to set myself up for the, the you know, the tail end of this thing. Um, but I, I don't consider, there's creativity to that. And that's the business of creativity. But it, it, I, it's not the same thing, as, as you know, it's the, the tangible making something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just beginning for me. And that's super exciting. It's interesting that you're saying, well, you have a friend who said, you know, they're not going to do anything. And, and I have friends who, whether they declare that out loud or not, they're just deciding not to do anything for my, <laughs> it's, I'm, it's hard for me to not do anything. Um, how do you feel about, and you kind of touched on this, but how do you feel about people saying that they need to leave this quarantine with a new skill? Or if you don't have a new skill at the other end of this, then you didn't lack time, you lack discipline and you know, that's sort of the narrative that's being said right now. Or what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm two-sided about it um, because there's a part in me that's like very much like Dave Goggins, Jocko Wilnick, like challenge, good, let's go, let's smash it. Like I, that's definitely a big part of me, um, which is something I have to fight off sometimes, this, this achiever uh, mind frame. And um you know, I, I have acquired new skills. Uh, you know, I've learned about the stock market. I'm now, I'm now an investor in stocks. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've learned about color grading better. I'm learning to, to edit. Um, you know, I'm definitely drawing back the bow and kind of learning as much as I can um, and, and in a really gentle way, in a really fun way that doesn't even feel like work. But then there's another half of me that's like super soft and, and delicate and compassionate uh, to myself and to others, uh, that kicks in and goes, no, you're cool, man. Like, let's just refer to, to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Let's look at that triangle right now and, and really have a hard look at that and myself. Okay. What's the, the bottom of the triangle is, is uh, like basic food and shelter. Got that. Awesome. And then on the polarizing end of that is the top of the hierarchy of needs, which is uh, self-actualization. So there's this gamut of things in between, which I can't really remember right now, but people listening can just easily Google it and check in with that because um, it's it's a very astutely articulated um, diagram of, of what we as humans uh, really need. Um, so I, I think that being critical of people that don't emerge from this with a new skill uh, goes back to that P word again. It goes to privilege. Like we are in a privileged place to have a good Wi-Fi connection and to have that health and to have um, 
been through an education system that was properly funded that gave us basic reading and writing skills um, and uh, and also you know to be properly nourished uh, which is a big part part of mental health so um, I think that uh, we can if there is criticism towards people that didn't achieve anything during this, um, that, that really needs to be checked. And, and uh, I would be more curious as to what those people who are criticizing, I'd be more interested to what their inner dialogue is like, because they must be very hard on themselves if they're being that hard on other people. One thing I, one thing I, I want to talk to you about, and, and maybe we can end off on this note here, is that people seem to think they're either on one side of the scale. There's the one side that thinks nothing is going to change after this in terms of globally, global consciousness. People are just going to be the same. They're going to go back to polluting and spending money on nonsense and, and gas prices are going to go back up and, and everything. And then there's the other side that thinks we're going to be much more loving, more kind. We're going to be much more nurturing. We're going to appreciate time more. We're going to appreciate uh, connection with friends and family. I'm on that side. I think we will be more... Um, more forgiving of ourselves, more kind to other people. Um, I don't necessarily agree that we're not going to spend any money. I think people are going to try to spend money and um, things of that nature. But uh, I want to get your take on this. W what do you think the world is going to look like at the, under, at the other end of this uh, quarantine? I think there's a lot of people that found a lot of comfort in the way things were um, because it is very insulating. You know the capability to buy things to make yourself feel better temporarily, um, the the potential to eat bad food at any moment you want for really super cheap. Um, you know there the the ease in which you could perpetuate that lifestyle was just handed to us. Um, consumerism is the easiest thing to engage with because it's it's just so aggressively thrown in our faces, um, and we have to actively make choices to not you know, to participate now, but not later. And, and, and when we're going to do that. But I think for me personally, I, I know I'm going to erupt from this with uh, definitely, uh, you know, a marginal amount of, um, of different perception, um, the way I see people and see things, um, and the way that I act day to day. Uh, I'm not quite sure what that looks like yet. But I definitely hope that people who struggle with be feeling alone when it's just themselves uh, and no external validators, I, I hope that people who experience those lows, they've taken at least a few minutes from these past eight weeks to um, gain even just a little bit more comfort with being truly alone. Um, and uh, feeling an improved sense of esteem around their inner voice, that voice that talks to them and tells them how good or bad they are, you know, that inner judge. I, I, I just hope that this has afforded every single person a few minutes. So just even if it's just like a percent to upgrade that operating system, um, that inner thing, that, that, you know, that seedling of communication that we all have, I think that's going to happen. I mean, we are a very volatile, very vulnerable species as human beings on an anthropological level. Um, you know, this virus is uh, equally complex as we are. Sure, from a tangible sense, we have these meat suits and the clothes and the jackets that mean we can survive outside. 
But this virus is a complex little thing that um, actually in all validity has as much right to be on this planet as we do. Um, it's just winning a war right now. Um, you know, similar to a war of, uh, you know, lions and gazelles, you know, the ongoing feud between them, the feast or famine mentality, and that's happening between COVID and humans, that interaction. Um, but surely seeing as how emotional humans are, uh, how intelligent we've become, but on the flip side, how vulnerable we are and how volatile we are, we are, surely will be affected. Um, and uh, I, I agree with, I think that this is, it's, it's at least gonna be in a humbling way, but we both have seen how different people react to being humbled. Some people puff up their chest and react and compensate and other people are like, whoa, shit. <sighs> My eyes are clearer than they've ever been, boy. So it's just, you know, it, people react differently. We can't control that. And uh, it's, it, you know, it's really relative. Matt, I want to thank you for your time. Really appreciate your time. Really appreciate speaking to you. I love having our, our chats. Do you want to, do you want to plug anything? Website, any projects you're working on? Anything like that? Um, no, not really. If people want to see my work, they can check me out at, uh, on Manhire on Instagram or my website, MatthewManhire.com if they want some, some time to kill. Uh, um, but otherwise, no, man, I just appreciate you. I appreciate you doing this initiative and, uh, and just communicating, uh, from your heart during a time like this. It's uh, it's really valuable and it's a, it's a good gift to the community. So appreciate thank, you, man. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, good luck and stay safe out there. Yeah, you too, man.